Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic, host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on this hump day, Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. I've got your bachelor, golden bachelor cast list. We can talk a little bit about that. Plus, Jesse Palmer wants Tom Brady to be the next bachelor. Wouldn't that be fantastic? And we have so much more. Rachel Lindsay claps back at the Reddit trolls. We'll get into that story and more on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. Let's go. Come on, let's party. Oh, yeah, that's that music. That's that midweek music to get you through. We are closer to the weekend. We are closer to the end of summer. Some people already said the end of summer. I'm going to a Dodgers game today. I'm riding this summer wave all the way to the grave. We rhymed, folks. That's right. We are just not saying no to summer. Uh, You might know I'm going to the Maldives next month. That's right. Going to go travel across the world to go celebrate some love. Got some fun activities happening out there. I'll share that all with you on my Instagram, at dneals. And today is a day like no other. Another day packed with irreverent commentary in the Bachelor world. Let's go to Tom Brady and see what Jesse Palmer has to say. We'll start with that clip. And then my featured content of the day is going to be Rachel Lindsay clapping back at Reddit trolls. She posted something that people got upset about. And she said, oh, you're coming for me? And she gave it uh, what she gives, which is uh, she articulates like only a lawyer can. And we'll play that for you. Here's Jesse Palmer. This is on TMZ. TB12's legendary Bachelor material uh, is what Jesse Palmer says. Have a listen. You would love to see as The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Uh, who is an athlete I would love to see as The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? Um, Simone Biles would be fantastic, although I'm pretty sure she's now married or engaged to an NFL player. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Um, give me some young quarterbacks in the NFL. Who's who's new? Is CJ Stroud? Is he married? I don't know. I don't know Come anything on. about his dating it's life. Not, so maybe that's a possibility yeah, there. Yeah, um, unfortunately, well, the not unfortunately, but Joe Burrow is in a long-term relationship. A lot of people are in love with him. Um, of, maybe yeah, Justin Herbert. Just, yeah. Just signed a big contract. He can afford nice dates. See, that would be, Justin Herbert would actually be a great one because we wouldn't have to pay for the helicopter or the yacht. That would just be <laughs> on his own helicopter into the yacht, all of his Dom P. I mean, that's just, that's like a producer's dream. And he's <laughs> in the LA area. So this is like perfect. You yeah. actually could not script a better setup that would be incredible for ratings and also amazing for our budget. Now, there's also Tom Brady. You know, people are talking about him with Irina right now, but the reports are that they're just, you know, having fun and enjoying themselves. Do you think Tom Brady would be a great bachelor? Uh, he, he'd be legendary. And that's another one that would be great because you could use all of his houses. I mean, we literally could go international. He, we know he's in LA. He's driving his, his Rolls Royce SUV around. He's got a ladies would lose their mind for Tom Brady as bachelor. I always laugh when people that, you know, might be like, I don't know, some, a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They go, I don't even think Tom Brady's attractive. I go, uh, if Tom Brady walked in this room right now, your jaw would hit the floor, Susan. Okay. He's got a compound he's building in Miami. I'm sure the guy has a place in Cannes somewhere. That just sounds like exotic dates overnights for me right away. So again, very budget friendly. Tom Brady would be good. Um, there is the Irina Shaikh issue. 
But if she's willing to kind of just chill out. You know. Now, Irina was spotted this weekend with Bradley Cooper. So we, we've got a love triangle. Now, there is no price tag in the world that would get Tom Brady to become The Bachelor. This is fan fiction. But boy, that would be fantastic. I mean, they could have a group date where the women just try on all of his rings. Literally, he's got so many championship rings. Am I a homer or what? You know, just for a couple of months of filming. I think we're I think we're solid. Now, I'm really excited for Bachelor in Paradise. Also, the Golden Bachelor. I've been telling all my coworkers about this. If you can just kind of talk about what fans can expect coming up, because we got two great shows. Yeah. So Golden Bachelor, we're, we're, we're filming right now, and it's been incredible. Uh, I've never, from Bachelor Nation, I've never felt sort of the anticipation build as high as it has uh, for Gary, he has been an absolute rock star. The cast of women have been incredible. I think there's going to be a little bit of a different vibe um, to this, um, where I, I don't think it's as much about heartbreak, um, you know, and, and if you don't find love, you know, a lot of these, you know, you, you kind of get the tears that way. I, I think this is a lot, the story is a lot more about hope. Um, and some and some people that maybe thought they weren't going to have a shot at love moving forward, but going through this experience, they've realized that they can step back out. Even if it doesn't work out, they can step back out in the real world um, because everybody is deserving of that opportunity and they, and they can do that too. So this really sort of has good vibes and good, really positive kind of feels around it. I think that's going to resonate with people at home. All right. And that's just what we need in, in the world is hope and positivity. And I think this show is going to do so well. I'm going to have some more on the cast list that was revealed today. After this quick word from our sponsor, who is Microdose Gummies, an incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. I don't know if Gary Turner is out there doing microdose gummies, but back in his day, you probably had to go find some illegal marijuana somewhere. Look, you can just buy it now. Isn't that amazing? Microdosing helps curb my anxiety and keeps my creative mind feeling relaxed all day long. I'm going to be microdosing a lot if I have to watch Bachelor in Paradise and Golden Bachelor you know, every Thursday on a three-hour window. Your boy will for sure pop a couple extras. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to micro Microdose.com and use code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's Microdose.com, code RUSHHOUR. So we've got the cast list. I've got a full video on YouTube, plus Reality Steve has released who the top three are and the top two for Gary Turner's season of The Bachelor. I'm not going to share any of those spoilers with you, but if you do want them, you can go on my YouTube channel and check out that content. Entertainment Weekly had the initial uh, uh, exclusive list of the 22 senior women who are dating Gary Turner. They are all at least 60 years old. They've got careers in education, real estate, finance, cheerleader, competitive aerobics. They all say they want to play pickleball because, of course, that's what uh, Gary Turner wants. So they're like, I'll do pickleball for you. So they, uh, the only way I can describe the cast photo is that it's the most elegant photo ever taken in Bachelor Nation. Every woman in the photo is posing in a beautiful black gown. Uh, they've all got their hair done up. They look fantastic. It doesn't look like we're going to have a season with you know, overly dramatic villains. It looks like we're going to have a season where we get to hear people's lived stories. The, the, the cast members that were married, 
for 30 years, for 40 years. There's so many different folks out there. I'm going to play for you guys just a quick clip of the video, promotional video that they have for The Bachelor. Have a listen. I'm Peggy. I'm 69 years old. I'm Leslie. I'm 64. I'm Maria. I'm Susan. I'm Joan. I'm Sylvia. I'm Christina. I'm Faith. I'm Sandra. I'm 75 years old. Why are you ready to find love now? <laughs> I've been ready for a long time. No matter how hard I try. All right, so there it is, folks. The mental picture of what a 73-year-old person is and what they look like, which is not me. All right, so it's just one adorable story after another and uh it looks like it's gonna be something we can all root for i i'm, I'm not kidding now someone in my comments i said i said i think the golden bachelor is going to be the story that turns around the bachelor franchise and someone in my comments said this show isn't going to turn around the bachelor franchise charity's season turned around the bachelor franchise and i'll say this about charity season i thought it was good it seems like everyone who did watch it the ratings were good but i'm telling you right now Based on the views on my YouTube channel, The Golden Bachelor is getting hype that no other show, probably since Hannah Brown's season, has gotten on as far as The Bachelor goes. I mean, it's getting hype in a different way. It's not getting hype because there's some crazy moment where Colton Underwood jumped over a fence in Portugal. It's getting hype, not because Clayton Ecker told three different women he banged him and loved him. It's getting hype because I think we all have either had grandparents or wished we had a relationship with ours. And we all see uh, these folks as just looking for love and not the other dramatic elements that come with modern day reality TV. Because of that, I'm super excited and I think you guys are too. Now we're going to take a quick turn to a comment. You guys know I love it when there's TikTokers out there. So there's a TikToker dragging Jared and Ashley for their feeling gender disappointment. I don't know much about this. I don't have any kids, but apparently there's like a clinical term. I don't know if it's a clinical term, but the term where you didn't get the gender you wanted and this TikToker is going to rip them to shreds. It looks like most people are actually siding with Jared and Ashley here. I'll share that clip for you right after a quick word from our sponsor. Okay, as you guys know, we love it when TikTokers sort of expose other people. You know, there's new cast lists for The Bachelor. There's always a TikToker. I dated them. They they didn't pay for the popcorn at the movie theater. You know, whatever. So here's a TikToker at, uh, at Beer Girl Meets TikTok. Here's what she has to say at the idea that Ashley, I, uh, and Jared were upset or disappointed about the gender reveal of their kid. Great example of why most people that have kids shouldn't have kids. Full disclosure, I have no idea who these people are, but this makes me sick. I had such gender disappointment with Dawson, presumably her son. Gender disappointment. If there's anything that you feel like you're going to be disappointed about with your child, you shouldn't be having a child. These, this, The fact that this is a newsworthy article being pushed on me is ludicrous. The by the way, the fact that this lady has the TV on in the background is ludicrous. You're making a video. Just pause the dang TV. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's kind of like a whataboutism. Like, you, if imagine if you had a healthy kid. That means you're not allowed to be disappointed about any aspect of your childbirth because that's almost like toxic optimism when it's like, come on, you're alive. You have everything to be happy for. It's like, well, that's dismissive of my feelings. 
The fact that they would even say this out loud and that no one else is saying anything. I had gender disappointment. You were disappointed that your baby came out fucking healthy because it wasn't a girl. These two people are fucking idiots. I feel for this child. The fact that there are 6.2 comments on this and likes. 6.2 thousand. What? I mean, what? Well, you can't even. All right, this uh, TikToker is slightly unhinged. But the best part is when you go to their TikTok, other people call her out and someone said, the fact that you make a whole video on it is more deranged than this very common experience women have during pregnancy. And that and that uh, uh, response was, the fact that you comment on videos but don't have the initiative or creativity to create content. So it's just garbage online, garbage online. Uh, but the idea that Bachelor Nation gives platforms to the most idiotic people, I don't necessarily disagree with that premise. They're normal people, but we don't know. Maybe they were, I mean, Ashley's allowed to feel disappointed. I don't know what it is like, but the Reddit section for this comment pretty much all sided with Ashley, just saying, hey, it's okay. Gender disappointment's okay. Maybe, maybe gender disappointment exists because we've operated with this toxic positivity for so long where you're just supposed to be happy and it's like no look you can be happy your kid came out the right way but you know you had this idea of what you were going to have and it's something different i can empathize with that now i think it's cringeworthy when there's like a uh, sort of um gender reveal party first of all those are cringeworthy in and of themselves but if if it's like they have a girl and then the the, the dad's upset it's like just be a be a dance dad or whatever the hell the girl wants to be you know what i mean i personally when i have kids i try Truly, I truly mean this. I don't have a preference. I think if I have a daughter, it'll be like greatest gift in the world. Are you, are you kidding me? I'm gonna be obsessed. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna melt my. I'm gonna melt uh, with you know. I just. I'm gonna be an absolute uh, uh, crying buffoon. I'm gonna be so whatever. And if I have a son, I'm gonna be that too. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, either way, interesting barrel scraping topic to get into. All right, should we jump right into it? I think we're ready to go. Let's just jump right into our main story here. As as you guys know, a couple days ago, we covered the fact that Rachel Lindsay shared a podcast, um, you know, thumbnail photo on her Instagram story of Joel Osteen. Osteen, Osteen, I don't care how to pronounce his name. Either way, he's kind of basically said he thinks uh, homosexuality is a sin. He's doubled down on that multiple times. It's just at that he goes, I'm just reciting the word of the Lord. And it's like, I don't think that's how it works, but sure, bro, whatever. So Rachel Lindsay is now commenting on the fact that she received a lot of hate from people for sharing that pastor's message. And uh, her response very quickly is like, I didn't know he stood for all those things. Like, back off me and give me the benefit of the doubt. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice do, 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 if we just gave people the benefit of the doubt once in a damn while? Now, as you'll hear in my commentary, my response kind of was like, look, that's great and all, and I love Rachel Lindsay, but also there are some people in Bachelor Nation that she didn't give the benefit of the doubt to. I think we all, I think that happens. I know I do that. I know I do that all the time where I'll like forget to get, treat people like humans and I'll be like, oh, I've been a little extra rough on that person. Maybe I should calm down. What is it about this person that triggers me so much? And I always respond that uh, by telling you guys, what is it about Rachel Lindsay that triggers you all so much? Not you specifically, but yes, you. So many people get so upset at Rachel Lindsay for sharing her opinions when they really don't have to uh, exist in her reality if they don't want to. Either way, here's her thoughts on the Higher Learning Podcast regarding dealing with the internet hate from Reddit. What I don't want thoughts for from the Redditors is all the people 
who felt necessary to give me an opinion about my post to my story yesterday. What post is your story? So I'm going through some personal shit and somebody sent me an uplifting podcast to listen to that, and you know this, and happened to be Joel Osteen. Mm -hmm. I don't attend that church. I don't listen to him on the regular. I am not familiar with all things Joel Osteen, but I loved the message and it was actually right on to what I needed in that moment. And so I thought, wow, this really spoke to me. Let me share this encouraging message to other people. Not, I, again, I don't know the whole history. What I would have appreciated is some people, and some people did, right? Some people wrote me and they were like, oh, thanks for this message. Some people did write me and they were like, hey, I don't know if you are aware of this about Joel Osteen, but, which I wasn't. But a lot of people, Redditors, were in my DMs or letting me know what was being said on Reddit. And they're talking about the N-word video. What? No. Oh, Joel. They, Joel I didn't even, Osteen's I didn't N-word see, video. I didn't even see that. They he called t- one time Joel they Osteen were t- called— I, don't, I didn't even know that. He called the uh, his some of the people, some of the black people in his congregation, niggers of Christ. Jesus Christ. Never, <laughs> ever. Is that true or are you fucking with me? That never happened. Okay. No, that's not what they were saying. But they were—I <laughs> was like, What? Okay. Van is the perfect compliment to Rachel. They they really, they're like they're like long lost siblings. The way they can just okay. <laughs> Richie doesn't know if he can laugh at that one. Richie, you can Richie, laugh. Richie, Joey's Richie, laughing. Joey, Richie, Joey. Richie, Richie, it's okay. I would love to have Van Lathan on a Driving with Dave episode. I don't know if he would want to do it, but I would love to chat with him. Listen, <laughs> can you imagine Joel Osteen niggers from? No, Christ? that's what. It was so outrageous. <laughs> it was so outrageous. I couldn't. What are they talking about uh, with Joel Osteen? The um the. The fact that he makes millions of dollars and he didn't open up his church so that people could come in during the hurricane. I, that, 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 which of course, we covered that. In, and I'm not defending Joel by any means. He goes, well, maybe a third party security company might have turned people away, but we wouldn't. And he said, well, even though the church sits on a hill, the floodwater still, he, all this kind of hogwash, whatever. But that's the truth. If you're going to be that successful making your name off of the church, off of Jesus Christ, we remember the, uh, you know, Jesus, right? Didn't he go into the town hall and flip tables because he was upset that people were profiting off of the good Lord's name, right? So that's all we've talked about. Obviously, Joel says, but God says we should all have prosperity. But it's like, that's why the church should be taxed. Churches should be taxed because it's like, how 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 come all this prosperity for them? But what about for all of the other people that aren't receiving money because they haven't hit the lottery or grew up in the right place or the right skin color or whatever. I don't think churches, especially now that so many churches have political ideologies, churches shouldn't be tax exempt. That's my thought about it. Why should a church be tax exempt if it's campaigning for political, and again, not every church does this, but a lot of churches uh, have ideologies where the campaign for maybe, like like if, if a church gets together and says, we need to vote for this candidate because he's a pro-life candidate, that church for should no longer receive funding because now you're dabbling in political world and not just the wor- world of religion. That those are, those are the rules, folks. That's not just me spouting out off an idea. And I know, but they were basically saying that, I guess, he said things that were homophobic. I'm not aware of that. But again, well, I'm open evangelical, to evangelical. So I'm, but like that doesn't mean that every evangelical feels that way. So <laughs> I, I don't go to a church where they talk like that, or I didn't go. I don't. Mm. I'm not in Dallas anymore. But 
my point being is, I'm, and that quote right there is what people also were upset with. Oh, she says she is an evangelical, whatever. You know, just complete hogwash. She's literally telling people right here, I didn't go to a church that spewed this hatred. I wouldn't accept that. And yet people still want to try to make her out to be some secret, closeted, homophobic person or whatever. It's ridiculous. Take people at their word. Take them for what they're saying. Now, if you know, if I was being friendly and ribbing of Rachel Lindsay, I would say this. I would say, well, you want an audience to give you the benefit of the doubt, which I think they should. Now, aren't there instances where she could have given the benefit of the doubt of people that hadn't yet expressed their opinions on matters that they were being you know, persecuted for or that they were being canceled for or things like that? And this is where it becomes very dodgy when you get into the world of uh, progress. Because Rachel Lindsay, I would, I would probably say for the most part, she's progressive minded and I'm sure she wants you know, a lot of progressive ideologies that that kind of like raised the bar for equality amongst all and all of that. Like that I'm, I'm sure she's, she's in that camp based on all of the consuming I've done of her content. And I think that's super valuable. The problem, and it's not a problem with her, but the problem in general with people on Reddit and, 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 and this and that, when we try to condemn others for where they stand morally, we're probably going to get in trouble in one way or another ourselves, right? You can talk all day long about, uh, I'm trying to fight the good fight to, to make sure that uh, we have uh, all these different things that are generally good, but once we what we realize is that there's no one's perfect is my point no one's perfect so she might share a quote from joel osteen and not realize he's problematic maybe you know it's like we the second that we're going to start grilling everybody on the things they've done is the second that we're going to realize we're just as guilty in one way or another and that's why with you know and this is going to come out actually my next episode with justin glaze on driving with dave he says man i wish i could know who these people were that that were trying to come at me because I know they've got skeletons in their closet too. You know, we're, we should not be judged for who we were collectively five years ago, 10 years ago, or even yesterday. We should move forward. And if we truly want progress, that means education, enlightenment, and lifting up and not dragging people down. I didn't know that. But I'm obviously welcome to people saying, hey, Rachel, I don't know if you're aware of this, but this. It went from that to people all up in my DMs. You're trying so hard not to laugh. And it's okay, Van. You can smile. You can laugh. It went to all the what people. What are they saying in DMs? It went to me waking up to people telling me that I'm a Republican, that I'm a conservative, <laughs> that I have, ho uh, like, I've said homophobic <laughs> things myself in the past. Y'all need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> like, honestly. If you want to educate me on something, I got it. But to attack my personal character and then use it as a, a, a like a forum to hate on me. If you hate me for other reasons, just hate on me. That's fine. But if you want to lie on me and talk to me about my about my character and then totally go against everything that I stand for. And if you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm none of those things that I just listed out. That's a whole other issue. I can concur with Rachel Lindsay that feeling mischaracterized is probably the the worst thing with the internet crowd here in the Bachelor world. Just feeling like, oh, you want to put me in a box because 
of this cherry-picked piece of information. I always say this too as, as somebody who's progressive and yet I have no problem watching a Ben Shapiro clip. I have no problem admitting that Donald Trump is funny, albeit a bully and toxic in other ways. But like, I live in a world where I can share my opinions on things and they also, uh, you know, uh, might not, I don't know, be agreed upon by everybody else. It's kind of funny, you know, you know, it's kind of funny to me when people go, oh my gosh, you know, I don't always agree with you, Dave, but I still like your content. And I, and I get the sentiment, thank you. But it's also like, Whoever said we had to normalize agreeing with everybody on every topic? There are aspects of things that Rachel Lindsay says that I disagree with. I approach different topics with different levels of sugarcoating than maybe she does or other people do. That's okay. There are different ways to address different situations. We don't all have to be in lockstep with one another. It's just one of those issues we have in society where we're, we try to boil us down to a left versus right. And so many of us, so probably 80% or so of us fit into this amorphous blob in the center of a three-dimensional kind of characterization of who we are. We're not just liberal or conservative. We are a whole bunch of different things. I'm somebody who doesn't want to spend so much money on the military. I'd rather spend that money on, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z. There's a million different uh, 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 views that I have, and I can't be sort of um, categorized as one such thing. So for Rachel to want to share what she thought was a nice moment by a pastor, um, give her the benefit of the doubt. Now, does that pastor turn out to be a pretty big piece of shit? Yeah, maybe. Absolutely. But like, give her the chance to speak on it. You know what I mean? We're so quick to judge. It's all judgment. Anyway, folks, don't judge me for my opinions here. Those are just mine. I'm not going to apologize for having them. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to be it for me. We are on the back half of the week now. We made it home. Thank you guys all so much for hanging out with me. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. Mm-hmm.